We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. Exodus 3. I want to read for you Exodus 3, beginning in verse 1. Exodus 3, beginning in verse 1 says this, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, watch verse 3, Moses said, I will now turn aside. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. Let me read that part again. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. This morning, for just a few moments here, I want to talk to you about the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord. Would you turn around to someone and tell them, the eyes of the Lord are upon you today. My, 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 my. I feel the Holy Ghost here already. Someone shout in Jesus' name. May God and his blessing to the word, and you may be seated for just a few moments. I don't really have time because I feel to get right to my point today, right to this point. I know we've had you here for a little while already, an hour and five minutes to be exact. So I want to not take much time today, and I want to share with you what the Lord would have me say to the church today. So I'm not going to get into any stories, any background here. I'm going right to the scripture. And the Bible tells us in Exodus 3 that Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and we know that Moses has now been in the wilderness for 40 years. He was a 40-year-old man when he left Israel, but now he is, when he left Egypt, and now he is an 80-year-old man on the backside of the desert, and he doesn't even have his own sheep. He's watching his father-in-law's sheep, and there probably nothing worse to, to work for your father-in-law. I'm just, I'm just playing, but... He was in a tough situation. He was raised as the prince of Egypt. And now, 40 years later, he is on the backside of the desert watching someone else's sheep. But if you will allow me for just a moment here, and, and, and you'll give me some leeway to preach here for just a moment. The Bible says this, that he came to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. So that's good news. Here's the good news. is on the backside of the desert. That's where the mountain of God is. Let me say it one more time. The good news is that on the backside of the desert is where you meet God. Because I know there's some people in the house today, you may have came in this room today and you don't really know everything that's happening in your life, but you know this, I feel like I'm on the backside of the desert. I feel like I'm out here and nobody knows where I'm at. I'm out here and nobody sees me. I'm out here and I feel like God himself has cut me off from his people and I'm just out here on the backside of the desert. But can I tell you that the backside of the desert 
is where God will show up in your life. Can I just encourage a few people today before we leave this house? Can I just encourage you that God will speak to you in the worst moments of your life. God will meet you in your most downtrodden moments. I know there's people in this room today who are facing difficulty. You are facing darkness and you don't know which way to turn. But can I tell you it is in this moment that God wants to speak to you the most. Amen. He said it like this, in your weakness, I am made strong. That means when I'm weak, he is strong. When I don't know, he knows. When I can't see my way, he is the way, the truth, and the light. Somebody said amen. It was on the backside of the desert that the Lord appeared unto him, and he appears unto him in a weird way. It's, it's fire on a bush, but the bush is not being burned. It's just on fire. It just, it's, it's, it's out of the ordinary. It's, it's not normal. We don't see this. This, this can't happen. And I, and I want to encourage you today that sometimes God will use the most un, unsuspecting, amen, the most unobvious thing in your life. God will use things in your life that don't make any sense to speak to you from those things. Amen. Moses could make no sense of what was happening. The bush was burned, but it was not consumed. And it was irregular, and it was out of character, and it didn't fit into the laws of physics. But it was out of that that God spoke to him. Amen? God is not always going to speak to you from the obvious thing. Amen? But there's some things happening in your world right now and you can't really tell what's going on, maybe it's from those things that God wants to speak into your life. Now, Moses saw the bush, and he saw that the bush was on fire, and that the bush was not consumed. There was no voice from the bush yet. It was just a curious thing. It just was out of place. It shouldn't be here on the backside of the desert. This shouldn't be happening. And if the bush was on fire, it should have already been burned. So Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Can I tell you this today? That you may be delivered from what you are in today only because of the spirit of curiosity that may be birthed in you today. Moses is about to receive a word from God, but God wasn't going to speak to him until he came. God was going to allow him to see the moment, but there was no words exchanged until Moses moved toward this thing. Oh, hallelujah. There was no word. God is about to speak a word of deliverance. This word that God is about to speak into Moses' life is not only going to set Moses free, but it's going to set over two million people free. Somebody said amen. amen. But there's no way that Moses can get this word until he turns aside. He leaves everything behind and he goes and checks this thing out. Can I tell you that sometimes in life, you got to leave all this other stuff over here and you got to go see what God is doing. 
but, but, but pastor, this is my responsibility. It's not greater than what God wants to do in your life. But, but, but pastor, this is what I have to do. It's not greater than what God wants to speak into your life. How can I walk away from what has kept me 40 years? Oh, hallelujah. How can I walk away from this job? How can I walk away from this thing? I, I have to watch these sheep. This is my job and I cannot be deterred. I have to keep moving forward. Well, I can tell you this. You can keep doing what you've always done and you're going to get what you've always got. But if you'll turn aside to see... Can I preach to somebody for just a moment? You got to leave some stuff behind. You got to say, look, you're going to take care of yourself. I got to go see what God is doing. This will take care of itself, but I got to go see what the Lord is doing over here. I need a change in my life. I need God to move me. So he turned aside to see the great sight. And here's today where I want to bring my point. And the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. The Lord saw that he turned aside to see. Verse number four. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him. Amen. You see it there? That the Lord was already there. There was already a work being done. There was already a fire. But until Moses moved towards the fire, God was content to keep his mouth shut because God's mouth is directly connected to his eyes. The eyes of the Lord release the word of the Lord. Somebody say, well, I don't know why God's not speaking because God ain't seeing. I don't know why God hasn't said because God hasn't seen. See, we like to talk a big game. We come to church and we talk about what we're going to do. But God doesn't move until he sees. Well, wait a minute. I thought the Lord would move at my word. Oh, no, listen. He is attuned to your word. He said, I'm as close as the mention of my name. He can hear you, but he will not move until he sees you. He heard your prayer, but he ain't seen you do nothing yet. He heard you pray, but he ain't seen you move yet. He heard you worship but he ain't seen you go home and live a different life yet. He, he heard all the talk you were doing, but he ain't seen nothing. Oh, come on, somebody. The Lord said, when I saw, I was already there. I already had a fire. I already had a word. My word was going to set you free. My word was going to deliver you, but I chose to keep my mouth closed as long as you kept doing what you was doing. But as soon as you said, I will now turn, I said, Moses. When you said, I'm not going this way no more, the Lord said, I'll say, I'll speak a word that'll set you free. I'll speak a word that'll set your life free. I'll speak a word that'll set your family free. I'll bring you out and I'll bring you in. But I'm not going to open my mouth until my eyes see. Oh, hallelujah. When I see it, I'll do it. When I see it, I'll make a way. When I see it, me and you have been so confused for so long because we thought we could name it and claim it. We thought we could blab it and grab it. We thought we could speak it into existence. But God says you can't speak nothing into existence. He said, you got to do something. I need to see you moving because when I see you move, I'll speak. And the Spirit of God 
moved on the face of the waters and God said there has to be a movement before there can be a word oh hallelujah he said if you draw nigh unto me I will draw nigh unto you if I see you coming I'm gonna come if I see you making your way I will make my way if I see you come on somebody I need to see it when I see it when I see it I'll say it Oh, how many miracles are in this room today but have not been released because we keep talking and never moving. How many miracles, how many signs, how many, how many ministries, how many ministries have not come to fruition because all you've been doing is talking about what you're going to do for the Lord, but you ain't done nothing yet. And when God sees that you move, when God saw, when God saw, when God saw, Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 tells us, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are upon their prayers. He, he's watching and he's listening. But that's a, that's a connection to Psalms 34 and verse 15. But in Second Chronicles 16 and 9, he says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. He said, if I can see that you're perfect toward towards me I'll show myself strong to the man who has his heart turned to me to the man who says I will leave it here and I'll go see what the Lord is. he said my eyes are looking who can I show myself strong uh, yeah who who in the house can the Lord show himself strong to today who will not just give him lip service, but give him life service. Who will not just say, I will turn, but turn. When the Lord saw that Moses turned, Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight. But the Bible says, when the Lord saw that he turned. So we know that Moses didn't just say it, he did it. Uh. The, the, the word in the Bible, repent, means to turn. It means to, it, it's a military turn. It, it, it's, a, it's a 180. It's I was going this way, but I changed my mind, and now I'm going this way. And when the Lord sees the turn, the Lord will speak. Oh, yeah. The, when you move, he said, I'll move. Oh, hallelujah. In, in Matthew chapter 9, we're made privy. We're made privy to a woman who had an issue of blood. And she said to herself, oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to preach yourself a word. Yeah. She said to herself, thank God that she said it. She said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I could be made whole. But it was more than what she said. The Bible said she got up and she went. Yeah. She said it, but after she said it, she did it. Oh, you can't talk your way into a miracle today now, sir. You can't talk your way into a blessing today now, ma'am. You can't talk your way into deliverance. Now, I, I know the Lord can, and it's good for you to tell me that he can. But will you come to an altar? Will you go? Will you turn aside to see? The Bible says she said to herself, if I could touch him. And the Bible said she came and she 
pressed through the crowd. There were so many people there, but she made her way to him and she touched him and watched verse 22 of Matthew 9. The Bible says, but Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, when he saw her, he said, when I, I saw and I said, daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. It wasn't just what she said, it was what she did that captured the eyes of the Lord. And the eyes of the Lord are connected to the word of the Lord. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 2 that there were some friends that had another friend who was sick of the palsy. And they said to themselves, they said, they didn't need no choir. They didn't need no preacher. They said to themselves, if we could just get our friend to Jesus. They said it, but then they did it. And they came and they couldn't find a doorway. The house was full, so they let him down through the roof. And the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith he said to the man oh hallelujah because the eyes of the Lord are connected to the mouth of the Lord he saw their faith and he said to the man son thy sins be forgiven thee rise up and walk Oh, hallelujah. I wish I had all day to preach this message right here but I don't have much more time. I promise y'all won't gonna be long. Uh, yeah. Because when the Lord sees, the Lord speaks. Yeah. It was Jonah who walked into Nineveh. And he began to preach. He said, you got to get right or the Lord's going to destroy your city. You're seeing it come up like Sodom and Gomorrah. And you're about done. You're about to be toast. He caused it to be proclaimed. He published it through Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast nor flock taste anything. The king said, well, I heard your word. He said, let me set a decree. We, we, we're not even going to, we're going to fast. Our, our kids are going to fast and even our animals are going to fast. Don't, don't, let, don't let any man eat. Don't let any animal eat. No child can eat. Even our nobles, even the king, we're not going to eat. He said, because who can tell if the Lord will repent and turn away from his fierce anger towards us? Verse number 10 in Jonah chapter 3 says, And God saw their works, that they turned away from their evil. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. My question to you today is, can the eyes of the Lord find you? I know he hears you today. I know he hears you because the Bible tells us that he hears all, but can he see you? He can hear you today, but can he see you? He has a word for somebody today, but can he see you? He has a miracle for somebody today, but can he see you? Will you turn aside to see this great sight? Will you turn aside to see the great sight? That's a word from God for somebody right there. Shoo, you better get right. That man done sent you a message personalized with the whistle and everything. It, 
if you don't know it's your time, then baby, you, you must not be hearing the word of the Lord today. It's your time. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus, for confirming your word with signs and wonders. I mean, you couldn't have placed that thing no more perfectly than that moment. God's talking to somebody, but he wants to know, can I see you? Can I, can, can I see you say, Lord, you know what? I know my family's here, but I'm going to get a miracle. I know my friends are here, but I'm going to get something from you. Lord, I know that I've been going through this for weeks now. I've been going through this for months now. Lord, I know I've been going through this for years now, but I made up my mind. I'm going to, to see why it's on fire. I, I got to see it, Lord. And when the Lord saw... Uh, Remain standing. I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I tell you, I wasn't going to preach long. Y'all thought I was playing. No, 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 no. Because I know what I wanted to say today. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, today reminds me of that time in the book of Luke when Jesus was in the synagogue teaching. He was in the synagogue teaching and the Bible says that a woman came in to the, to the service and, and she, she, she had problems in her back. She was bent over. The Bible said she could in no wise lift herself up. She, she came in and she was hurt. She was wounded. The, the Bible tells us that she had been that way for about 18 years. I mean, that's, that's tough. She was hurting. The Bible says, when Jesus saw her, he said, when he saw her, he said, oh, I wish I could go through every chapter. I, I wish I could go through every verse I got up here today. I don't have time. But I, I wish I could go through every verse in the Bible where the Lord saw, then he said. Because the Lord speaks when he sees. And when he sees, he speaks. Jesus saw her and he said, woman, be loosed. The Bible says her back was loosed immediately. She stood up straight. She had strength. You say, Pastor Chavis, what did, what did she do? I mean, I mean, what was she doing? You know, I know the woman crawled through the crowd. I know those four men tore up a roof, you know, and got the man. To, I mean, the I know that Moses turned aside and he, and he came to where the bush was. But what did this woman do that was so special that God could see? You know what she did? She came when she had an excuse not to. You know what her faith was? Her faith was knowing if I stayed home, nobody would blame me. Her, her, you are her what her action was what, what her faith was speaking was that for 18 years now I've dealt with this same problem but this problem will not keep me from the synagogue and it was just her simple faith of showing up that Jesus saw her attendance because <laughs> I know there's some folks in here today you could have stayed home today Sister Marty, you could have stayed home today. I know you're probably in pain right now. You could have stayed home and none of us would have blamed you. We'd have been like, Marty, that's fine. 
Stay home, girl. You're sick. You got, you got, you're in pain. Most of us can't even imagine the pain you're going through. But your attendance is faith. I know what some of y'all facing in your family. Oh, yeah, I know. I know what some of you are facing in your family with your children and your parents and your, and, and your husband and your wife. I know what you're going through. And, and if you'd have stayed home today and said, Pastor, I, I, it's, it's just too much. I would have said, you know what, man, that's fine. I get it. You know, just stay on home, watch online, it's fine. But you walking through the door today, you just coming on in, on in, putting a smile on your face, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise. We saw you and we didn't even know. But when he saw you, my, 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 for the Holy Ghost here today. He knows you're struggling. He knows you're facing it. He knows exactly what's going on in your world. He knows every detail of what you're facing today. And you could have stayed home and had every excuse to say, no, I don't need to be here today. But I promise you in the Holy Ghost, when you came through the door, he knew that was faith. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. Showing up. That woman who was bent over, she did no great thing. She just came. She just walked through the door. She just showed up when Jesus saw her. You never know what Sunday is going to be that Jesus sees you. Uh, it could be today. It could be right now. Today could be the day you could walk out of this building today free from sin and shame. You could leave this house today healed in your body, healed in your mind, healed in your spirit. Who, who am I talking to today? I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I guarantee you, you're in the room today. I'm preaching to some. I don't know what you walked in this house with today, but when the Lord sees, the Lord speaks. The eyes of the Lord have been roaming this room, see. The eyes of the Lord have been roaming this room today seeing who, who, who can I show myself strong to? Who's the person that'll step out? Who's the person that'll lift their hands? Who's the person that'll say, you know what? I don't even really know what this all is about today. All I know is I got to get something from God. I can't leave today the way I came. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The eyes of the Lord. Bow your head, close your eyes and let the eyes of the Lord visit this room. Let the eyes of the Lord look around and see who's in the house that could have stayed home. There's people already coming to the altar. You ought to join them. Say, Lord, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know all about this. I don't even know how to explain what I'm going through. But I'm moving. I'm moving, God. I got to come. God, I need you to answer my prayers. I need you to touch my heart. Come on. Come on. This altar is open. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.